When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It can't be any worse than last week when we all forgot that we were doing a podcast. We made Andy produce the podcast, and he somehow, instead of doing all this magic that you do with Zoom, he did it all in Photoshop. But he managed to do the same the thing that you do sometimes, Kevin, which is fix things on the fly, um, and then somehow make them look worse. Worse, yeah, yeah that was great. not know. you. He made them look worse. You make them look professional. Uh, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Kind of Funny Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Scarpino, alongside the second best baby blues in all of San Francisco, Mr. Tim Gettys. Glad to host. Very excited to be here with you today, Nick. And the Nitro Rifle from Twitch.tv/slash Andy Cortez. No, Twitch.tv/slash Andy Cortez. That's right. Question. That's what it is now. Yeah. I'm sipping on a little grapefruit juice, everybody, for this momentous occasion Everyone. you know what it looks to me andy uh it looks like you're you have had a cocktail that was a little too big and you're like i don't want to finish this i, just I don't want the whole home. thing <laughs> i just want to go home but like someone's talking to you at a party and you're like i, ju- I just it's warm yeah so I just it's leave it like just yeah, it's mostly just it. the alcohol at this point because it settled down there i'm bloated yeah <laughs> and of course uh joining us for the second time on this podcast welcome back adi shankar what's going on man Woo! Woo! <laughs> uh, Adi's here, of course, to talk about his new project coming up, which I cannot wait to talk to you about because, man, this thing was is a ride. Uh, but before we get to that, this is the Kind of Funny Podcast, where each and every week, four, sometimes five best friends gather around these podcast mics to shoot the breeze. Uh, and of course, if you want to support this show with more than just your eyeballs, you can head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny and throw us a few bucks. What do you get for that, Tim? You get a whole bunch. You get to watch the show live as we record it. You get the show ad-free. You get the exclusive Ooh. post show. Oh, so many fun offerings. So much. And if you want to po- if you want to uh, uh, back us at the producer uh, portion of our podcast, I just my brain just stops right there. Sure uh, did, if huh? you guys want to back <laughs> us at the producer tier, uh, I will say your names just like I'm about to do right now, which is Pranksy, uh, Delaney Twinning, and Julian the Gluten-Free Gamer, and Pranksy again. because Pranksy Thank you, producers. Thank you. Uh, this show is brought to you by Babel, Overland, and Raycon, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. For now, I want to see this Louis Vuitton ATAT walker that you've got in your living room, Adi. What's going on with this thing? Oh, so my buddy, okay. So my buddy Gabe, mm-hmm. I have a friend named Gabe. Cool. Uh, and Gabe is dope. <laughs> Shout out to Gabe. Gabe. Yeah. Gabe's just, Gabe's rad. Um, and what he does is... He does like the physical thing, the physical version of the thing I do on the internet, which is like, mm-hmm. you know, I take like nerd, nerd culture that I like and then remix it and kind of try to upscale it in a yeah. way, right? To yeah. like make it more sophisticated or that's how I look at it. Uh, so without further ado, um, this is a walker a louis vuitton walker that gabe made for me incredible is, we saw this in the pre-show when we were getting ready i saw this behind you and i was like that what is that <laughs> so he took did he cut up a handbag yeah 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 see it's like the louis vuitton handbag oh my god that's and a, then he that's cut it up. so dope and then, and then he made this it's like the the level of detail is just absurd 
that might be the most expensive ATAT walker. <laughs> um, more expensive than the actual film yeah. prop. Yeah, probably. <laughs> he uh, he actually that that was the second thing he made. So ready? Okay. To, uh, I'll show you the first thing. Yeah, what was the first oh, thing? So excited. Audio listeners, just bear with us. Oh my god! Oh my god! Holy That's so, shit. so Power cool! Ranger helmet. Yeah. Oh my freaking lord! That is right? rad. Look at the level of detail. I mean, this is crazy. The level of detail gone up. Is that a Metal Gear NES cart next to that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Metal Gear, Tetris, uh, Ninja Gaiden. Um, that's like my... Your fucking like house is incredible, yeah, dude. This is really Hold on. Cool. So I need to it's ask like, you a question here. Uh, we, yeah. we we saw you during. Uh, I want to see. Say it was something during E3. I don't oh, remember it exactly what Netflix. it was. Geek. And and you were in a home theater that made me so jealous. Where you yeah. had like blue recliners. Is that in your house? Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is so, dude. Check this out. This is like a sculpture I have in my uh, my just by, by this artist in new york called jack greer that's it's badass like a, a chain, chainsaw nice. chainsaw right right so like you know you that's walk cool. in the front door right so you walk in yeah. the front door and then uh-huh. you're like oh shit there's like a jack kirby inspired mural i'm probably gonna fuck with this guy i'm gonna fuck with this guy because yeah. he's a nerd yep. oh wait oh wait chainsaw he might <laughs> cut me up <laughs> yeah. he might cut me up yeah um but then that you keep going you see the louis vuitton ata walker you're like oh, i'm gonna right, yeah we're right, gonna right. hang with this guy we're gonna hang with this guy for sure right Totally. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I love that we just got a cool tour. I wasn't expecting. I know. A, it's like a house MTV tour. Cribs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like MTV Cribs. But MTV you know, Cribs um, for like for stuff that I actually care about. Because you know like, MTV Cribs are always be like, "This is my dope ass ride." I'm like, "I don't." That's too much insurance for that car. Yeah. Yeah. Show me Earthbound. the NES cartridges. Oh shit. Earthbound, like sealed. Worth a pretty Earthbound. penny there. Seal Duke Nukem 64. Oh, of course, of course, right? When, yeah, when yeah. you think Earthbound, what do you put next to it? Of course, naturally. Oh, no, 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 no. That's the actual Dread Helmet from the movie. No Holy way. Shit, Shut up. Wait, go back so to that. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the one Carl Urban wore? Um, so there were a few, there were like many, you know. Oh, right, because they had a bunch of they had a bunch of judges, right? Right, no, no, but that is that is that is one of the ones Carl wore. Oh, that is so dope. Let me ask you a question, real, real talk though. Right. Do you ever put when no one's looking? You ever put that thing on and just say, "Mama is not the law. <laughs> I'm the law." I used to, t- I used to do that like back in the day. Every day, yeah. I do that. I say that to my wife every once in a while, and she's like, "You know, I've only seen that movie once." I was like, "Oh, you need to see it twenty more times, ma'am," yeah. because yeah. I love that um, freaking film. Oh, I'm going to show you something else. Please this, do. This, this might not. This might not like mean anything to anybody. Um, but here we go. I mean, this is our podcast, so most of the time. <laughs> oh is, yeah, dude. Oh yeah. Snatcher from the Sega CD. The Sega CD. Yeah, yeah. Like, was that the add-on that fucking... they did for the Sega Genesis? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were 32X. Like, um, yeah. Amazing. So the history behind that game is just absurd. Um, just just absurd what's this gi joe mint on card going on down here oh yeah yeah that's like uh actually netflix bought that for me really oh shit. yeah yeah netflix bought that for me that's why i put it up there because i you know uh i really they, like netflix bought that for me that's so hilarious. they bought do they buy it for you as like a thank you for doing the castlevania series or uh just are like they just of, you're just homies with all those people and they just buy you cool shit no 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 this was this was definitely like a like a just a thank you but it was like specifically geared towards me which was awesome 
So um, cool. Adi, are so you the cool. type of collector that tries to get any of these like graded cool. for reselling or anything like that? Like, are you the type that tries to get them graded with like actual memorabilia people? Or you're just like, like, I just like having them. Yeah, I'm not trying to get them. I mean, I guess I probably should. You know what? I, here's what I don't like about the graded thing. It makes the, so, okay. Cause I'm a, I'm like a stickler for aesthetic, right? Yeah. Appreciate so that, that looks that looks sick, right? Like a, yeah, it's in a cool. box, it's sealed, right? The moment it's graded, you've got like this tacky sticker on it that says yeah, yeah. nine point eight, and I'm just like, dude, you kind of make, oh, dude, this is a stri- this is a 17th century dentist chair. <laughs> Why is it so terrifying? <laughs> it's terrifying, right? It's, it's the scariest look, 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 look. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a literally like the arms come up. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So, look at that. Wait, so no, let's stop. Let's stop right here. Wait, okay. <laughs> You, where did you see this that you're like, I got to have this right next to my kitchen? Netflix gave it to him. <laughs> no, it was, uh, it was, it was Amazon. They're trying to lure me away. I'm going to try to like recline it. It, it. Like literally you hold it back, right? I got to call Jeff Bezos and be back. like, you guys got to give better presents. This is terrifying. So you, you pull this arm back. <laughs> oh, then, that's cool. Uh, and then it reclines and it slides. Uh huh. It's like literally from the 17th century. That's fucking crazy. That's and then wild. this is the kitchen. So you have like, <laughs> Like fucking Captain Crunch. Yes. <laughs> Holding down the fort. <laughs> and Sukan Sam. Love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, what are these? They're like, what are these? Uh, Sam looks like he's about to fuck you up. <laughs> yeah, Sukan, yeah, dude, Sukan Sam doesn't fuck around. Yeah, they're, um, there's this artist uh, named, named Ron English, R O N English, like the way one spells English. And he, uh, he made a whole series of like these making fun of the cereal mascots. And they're mm-hmm. like, what would these guys look like if they ate? the product that they're fucking too much selling of the cereal yeah. yeah they'd be very and overweight so they're like, like cracked out yeah and then i got um oh this is great artist i don't know if people know who he is his name's cause oh yeah he worked with uh Kanye back in the 808s and heartbreaks yes yes uh audio listeners you gotta watch this one sorry <laughs> oh, oh my man. god do you see that right there was that that's a uh, gray fox's mask right that's awesome that oh, is no. That's actually from Guardians of Justice. Wait, go back oh, to really? It. That's a good segue. What is yeah, Guardians yeah. of Justice? There's like, um, yeah, I've got like the original Street Fighter Two unopened. Oh wow! Sick. Oh, Gray Fox yeah. is to the left, though, Kevin. That's what you were yeah. seeing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought, but it, it... Gray Fox uh, inspired, maybe. let's do do a a perfect transition yeah let's talk about your show man uh we watched the first two episodes and it is definitely an Adi shankar joint i enjoyed the shit out of it it is bonkers where did the how did this come about uh wow thank you thank you i love Um, it (laughs) i'm excited about this oh yeah how did it come about where did it come about um you know I didn't understand why stories weren't told this way in the past Mm -hmm. um, because it's told in an interesting way. That's, that's the feedback I've I've gotten. It was very Um, non-traditional for sure. This is how my mind works. Okay. So this is like, so it's kind of like, yeah. So it's like um, watching this is like spending, you know, uh, X amount of time, inside my head yep mm-hmm. um, and i used to a lot going on. and i 
yeah, yeah, lots going on. I, mean, I don't know if you guys remember, but there were like even years ago, I guess when I when I first started quote breaking out on the scene, I was really fucking bad at doing interviews. It was I was awful, like taking long pauses and all that. It's just because my mind would work faster than I could articulate, mm-hmm. and I was also very shy. Um, and also, um, when I would imagine things, I couldn't imagine them in live action. So I would imagine them in cartoon. Okay. Even memory, even memories felt animated to me. It's like the aliens in uh, in the arrival. It's like an aliens in arrival where they like they tra- they see time in a different way. Audie's okay. on that level. You know what I always thought, Andy, when I watched the movie, I was like, why do they communicate with coffee cup stains? Yeah, yeah, that's what we all thought. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> we all thought. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, watching the show, I mean, it's a mix of live action and a lot of different styles of animation. Was that done? Yeah. How does that? How did that come about? Like, did you reach out to just various studios for that, or were you just like, "I want this to be CG. I want this to be classic two yeah, D animation." It was that, uh, and it gets crazier as the the, the show progresses. So, yeah. all in all, there's, uh, I mean, I say there's eight styles of animation, but then when you go into like the nuances of the micro styles within the styles, like you have about thirty two. That's um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was it was literally just that. I'm like, okay, I'm seeing this. Can you make right. this exact shot? And people were working in a vacuum. So no one really knew what we what I was making until I'm like, oh, done. Uh, Is that uh, kind of how it started though? Because I mean, you've been doing the, the bootleg universe stuff for a long time now. Was this kind of Netflix being like, hey, we're just buying into the Audi vision? Like, what is the bootleg universe show that you're making and we're just going to give you money and go for it? More nuanced than that. Um, kind of, kind of. No, Tim, they, um, shower, they showered him with mint on card GI Joes. And mm. he was like, fine, I'll give That's, you a show yeah, Netflix. Totally, totally. <laughs> um, no, so I've been working on this for six and a half years. Okay. I don't know. I, maybe I should kind of preface. Yeah, let's let's dial it that. back and tell it for, to the audience who doesn't know what the show is all about. Give them the give them the the pitch on what Guardians of Justice is. Uh, it kind of lures you in into thinking you're watching a superhero show, mm-hmm. um, but then becomes everything but a superhero show because I like didn't want to make a superhero show. I guess the other way to kind of look at it as if you've looked at the bootleg universe one shot fan film series um this is a more grown-up longer form version of that that's another Mm -hmm. way to look at it um um it's kind of a passion i mean i obviously it's a passion project uh of, of mine um i had this like as you can tell i'm not a great pitch (laughs) <laughs> well, i'm not a great pitcher i'm a bad well this show's pitcher. a little bit hard like difficult to pitch dude because yeah, yeah. it is like it Adi, is it's very... okay. it's a, we're on a long elevator right now it's a long ass elevator. oh yeah, we're yeah, on yeah, a floor yeah 340 you got plenty of time so for, like for what i what i like about it is it's it's sort of a a, a twist on the classic i, I don't want to like i don't want to give too much away because i want people to definitely watch it but it's a twist on the classic sort of like justice league superman storyline um where it goes very dark very quickly and it's a really cool combination of styles from a different, from different, presumably different animation houses, right? Like how many people, how many different uh, groups worked on the actual animations? Uh, 
You said eight, right? Or 12, okay. 12, 12. Uh, And was that sort of, was that done for sort of economy of shooting or were you like, I just want this from this person, this from these people? How did that, what's going on with that? Uh, I realized like one of my, one of my core uh, things that I'm kind of good at is, let me back up, sorry. Back it up. As I was just saying that, I'm like, what the fuck are you saying? You're just <laughs> Listen, like, man, as a person who fucks like, up every intro for yeah. every podcast he's ever been on, you're in good company. No, it, you're in good company here. It, you're in great company. It wasn't, it wasn't like done for economic reasons. It was done like um, just I, I had a different rapport with different artists. Okay. And I could pull a different kind of thing out of them, right? And are a lot and, of these studios people that you've worked with before, Adi? Some of them, yeah. Yeah, okay. Some of them. So I, so I knew kind of like strengths and weaknesses. And again, look, I, I, it was like a crazy process because you're learning how to direct mm-hmm. across all these different mediums. And I hadn't done it before. What, so what's really cool about it too, and like for people that, that haven't uh, heard about it yet or actually seen a trailer or anything for it, like what's cool about the show and what we're talking about a bunch of different animation styles is like in the course of 30 seconds, one scene will go from live action to 2D animation to like 3D animation to like video game 8-bitty style pixel art. And it's seamless where those aren't different shots like different scenes it's all part of like the same conversation so it's like it's the most similar thing i can compare it to is uh i'm forgetting the name of the the way they do this but like when fans recreate star wars right it's like shot by shot is all a different uh like vibe to it like everyone but it's like if that was a brand new ip if it was a brand new vision being created and and like creates this like really interesting kind of insanity and plus it's live action i don't know if we've mentioned that either right right there's a lot of live action action. yeah (laughs) yeah tim that that's what it kind of popped with me except for take out the fans and put in a professional animation studios because a lot of the 2d stuff was like it's super cool and like very very like nostalgic for me to see that level and that's that style of animation on a in a superhero movie and then also just the mixture of old you you do a lot where you mix I think it's old news footage of like wars and stuff like that. And you throw in some of the characters in that, which is pretty cool and pretty seamless as well. Yeah. Cause, cause I could kind of use uh, artificial intelligence and obviously set extensions to take stock footage mm-hmm. and then augment it to like turn it into something else. That's a so that's real and, top and level, then, top level stuff. So this, the show's called guardians of justice. It is on Netflix. Do we have a release date for this? Um, no. It'll be like at Stay the tuned. top of top of next year. Okay, yeah, cool. Okay. Early twenty twenty two, everybody. Kind of, kind of Could we get just... more episodes? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, it uh, and it and it uh, it played at Cannes yesterday. Oh, that's uh, it was cool. In competition. Yeah, it was, uh, it was in competition. Thank you. It was in competition for the uh, the Big Can Award. Uh, it didn't win. I just found that out. Like a couple hours ago but uh you were robbed it's all right whatever uh <laughs> no, so it got in again which was crazy that's awesome uh, i didn't know if anyone would understand this you know i'm like am i a crazy person i mean the answer is yes i am a crazy person wait understand um, getting a can or understanding the 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 show itself the the show the show ah, copy that. Just, okay. just anything just any you know um yeah. also like the pacing of it is insane mm-hmm. uh you know and i intentionally paced it the way i paced it because 
It's how your mind works. Yeah. Well, that's how my mind works. Yeah, it's how my mind yeah. works. And also, like, you know, I, I wanted to, like, the show's about chaos, ultimately, mm-hmm. like, thematically, that's one of the, the, the things that are going on there. So, mm-hmm. so, like, I wanted you to visually feel chaotic while watching it. Well, so, that, that definitely comes across, for sure. And, and uh, I wanted to feel like I was jumping out of your TV and pouring Starburst into your eyeballs. <laughs> that, you nailed it. You nailed it. I, was, uh, I started watching the first episode yesterday after we wrapped a podcast, and time sort of stood still for a hot second. And I'm like, I, don't, I think I, I ended up rolling it back halfway through and rewatching the second half of the first episode because I'm like, I got a lot of it, but I'm not sure if I got all of it. And I want all the starburst in my eyes. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's really crazy because like, yeah, it's similar for me where I, I started watching it and the first episode was over like before I even had time to think about it all. And it moved so quickly where it's so internet, but it has yeah, the production value of kind of uh, filmmaking, like a yeah. filmmaker's perspective. And so it's like nonstop things being thrown at you and whether it's references yeah. to things or like cameos or just different actors popping up that you would never necessarily think would be together. But then when you see them together, you're like, this is rad. Like, I think rad's a really good word to describe the show. Yeah. What's the, what's the process with, I don't want to, again, we don't, we have to be very careful, not spoiling stuff. Cause I'm very, very bad at it, but how do you reach out to these people to be in this? What, like, what's the process there? So this was, like, are you friends very, with very, them in Dallas? Very, 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 unauthor- very uh, un- unorthodox. Uh, with the exception of like a small group of people, I had personal relationships with everyone in the cast. So I just texted them or called them um, uh, and was like, hey, I'm doing this thing. Can you show up on Tuesday? And they're like, what is it? I'm like, I'll try to explain it to you, but you'll get frustrated. So. <laughs> just show up and have a costume for you. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and a, and a few people were like, you know, like, um, yeah, like what one actor at one point was like, like my acting teacher is rolling in her grave right now. What are you making me do? Like, this is yeah. horrible acting. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, it, it's supposed to be over, overacted. Um, it's it. very it's it's all very nailing it nailing it nailing yeah because the, the like, whole vibe is very over the top i love it well the the live so this isn't like a, a live action show that is mixed media this is a cartoon that turns in you know what i mean like this, yeah. this is a cartoon in live action interesting interesting because like i like racer. cartoons exactly speed racer go. was one of the uh, one of the references for sure oh yeah um you know out of taste natural, uh, as was Natural Born Killers. Now, I didn't like the movie Natural Born Killers. You know, I thought that the, the, the plot... We've just, talked about Natural it, Born Killers. Suck it. We've talked about Natural Born Killers <laughs> a lot week. on this podcast. Last uh, week, for some yeah. reason. I don't know why. It's mostly because I think Woody Harrelson was in Venom. Uh, oh, no, no. What, it, yeah. no what, was the, what, what was the what was the reference for last week? No, was that's it? why. That's why, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, like the you know natural born killers, you know how it like kind of constantly yeah, it shifted goes back. between. It's like it's like an LSD like, trip the entire time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I watched that, and I'm like, that was the first time I watched it, and I was like, whoa, this is how I see the world. <laughs> and I didn't understand. <laughs> I didn't understand why everything wasn't done like this. And then yeah, so that was a definitely a. a 
I don't want to even say an inspiration. It just unlocked potential. It definitely reminded me of 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 that use, right? Of that of that like that free form style of of not necessarily being like nailing down the image, like having that be free form and stuff. Um, So if you're a big fan of natural born killers and you want to see what Superman would be like in that world. Definitely check out Guardians of Justice. <laughs> if you want to see what Superman um, will look like on LSD, then this is the show for you. Well, what I love about it too is like every, I don't even want to say five seconds, like every second something else is on the screen that like might catch your interest and like someone else is going to pop up. Like the, the biggest thing I marked out for, we see Andy Milanakis come and I'm like, holy shit, it's Andy Milanakis. And then like 10 seconds later, Denise fucking Richards pops up and me and G are like, mark it out. as like Beverly Hills Housewives fans number one and two at this point oh but my god i denise, never thought i'd see a project with denise richards and andy milanakis uh in the same same situation i mean we hoped we had hoped we did hope we did we hope. could keep we keep the dream alive for that but mm-hmm. uh but yeah that's what that's what's so fun about this is at, at one point and i want i mean I, I i had this noted to ask you is danny shepherd in one scene of the second episode yeah did you get him in this okay good yeah 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 okay it's like himself who's coming on next knows. week everybody oh yeah, really i didn't week. notice that Oh, yeah, he's awesome. in. He's in. He gets thrown against a truck or something like that. I was like, that. I know that guy. Oh yeah, yeah. He gets. He gets fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Adi, when it, when it comes to the, all the different animation studios, at the end of the day, like it, it seems like a an organizational nightmare for me. Like for my brain to try to compartmentalize what yeah. studios are working on what. Yeah. At the end of it, are do you have just like a shit ton of drawings and stuff that doesn't get put in the actual no. uh, final product? No. Wow, that's crazy. Like, no, I used I used every single frame. Um, so I, I used to have a photographic memory. What the hell is and, that? Uh, like, uh, a photo, like you remember every single thing that's at, like you've ever seen or done or whatever, Andy. It's the opposite of how we operate. Oh yeah, because I yeah. Just, I already forgot the last thing I just asked. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So. So I used to have a photographic memory. So I, so I, so I kind of knew every frame and I knew exactly what I needed. I just didn't have the tools always to articulate it. And that's, that was like the big learning uh, through the process of making this, right? The gaps, where the, where the gaps in the Adi Shankar communication and how they're received by a third party. Like, I'm like, oh, wow. I communicate in a very confusing fucking way. (laughs) Holy shit. And then, you know, once I dialed that in and I started understanding how things got received uh, or what uh, that, that was just tectonic shift in like every aspect of my life, really. But yeah, I used to have a photographic memory, but um, you know, that one of the genesis of these projects is I, I, uh, I mean, I don't want to spoil the show. Um, There's no spoil. Kind of I don't think you can spoil this show. I don't think this, well, is, this I mean, is one of those shows you can't really spoil. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I felt suicidal. Oh, okay. During during the directing of the show or during the concepting of all of it? No, like that's what inspired this, this show. Like, I was like deeply, deeply fucking depressed and kind of like, oh my God, like what the fuck is happening to me? And... um. And I was, I was, I was there. I mean, I felt like a prisoner in a, I, I literally felt a prison, like a prisoner in my own body. Not like I, I was a prisoner in my own body. I'm sorry. I'm trying to like talk around this without trying to be woe is me and kind of. Oh, no, I so, um, but that was one of the genesis of this, this project. I was trying to like kind of heal myself while trying to kind of um, feel seen 
by the, mm-hmm. the world. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to like create a piece of art with how I'm feeling to maybe get clues and how to heal myself. So the whole thing was a transformational um, journey for me where I was trying to uh, heal my mental, fragile, the, the, the fragile mental state that I found myself in uh, that I had didn't have the tools necessarily to uh, crawl out of. Mm-hmm. and but what but yeah so that i went and saw a doctor who was like dude you're you don't look right uh so they put me on antidepressants one of the side effects of antidepressants is it messes with your memory so when i say that i oh, used to have used to, yeah. i used to have a photographic memory one of the things that it did was it just it went away so i lost access to this ability i had oh wow for for a thing so then it it actually it was it was it was a, it, in a way it was a gift because it forced <laughs> me to start taking notes and uh planning in a different way because mm, all of a sudden there was this there was this kind of superpower that i'd relied on for you know uh, uh i mean fuck that was even like the the photographic memory was how i broke into hollywood so was this, did this allow you to sort of be able to communicate a little bit differently with, with your team and the people you were like, you know, producing stuff with? It didn't allow me to, it forced me to, oh, because I had, I had to fix, well, one, I had to, you know, fix the gaps in my, the way I communicated, but mm-hmm. then two, like, you know, there were, there were, there were just, there was like a plethora of ways in which I self-sabotaged and, um, held myself back and kind of was angry at myself Mm -hmm. that I had to overcome because I didn't start this project as the guy who could finish it, Hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't just simply finish it. I had to become the person that could finish it. Interesting. So where are you at now? Are you feeling like you're that guy? Yeah, I feel like you know in Dragon Ball where they're when their when their hair becomes gold. Mm-hmm. Super Saiyan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I mean, honestly, if that's like, how you're feeling, that's great. You guys were like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it's just, I, I mean, I my, on a personal level, I'm I'm glad that you found a way through, and I'm glad that you found an outlet for that that was that was positive, and and uh, you know, you know, we like having you on the show, so we're we're happy you're you're still with us. Oh, microphone got very kind of quiet. nuts. I mean, kind of, <laughs> the whole the whole thing. I mean, I'm skirting around a lot of nuance here, but yeah, yeah. We don't. I mean, obviously, we don't want to. We don't want to dive too yeah. deeply with you if you don't feel like going there. Um, I, and I'm sensitive. happy to. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy to. But it was, you know, I I uh, I also I'm not. I, I didn't. I wasn't born in America. I grew mm-hmm. up mainly outside of um, America. I'm from. I'm South South Asian Indian. Um mental health is like not only not a thing that's recognized there in that culture uh it's a taboo Mm. so no one talks about their feelings and kind of communicates and stuff like that so yeah yeah. we are we are more than happy to talk about mental health in this podcast we've been very open with some of our struggles as well uh here and i think it's incredibly important to do so and i think that i I mean me personally like i think we've talked a lot about 
our need, even in this society, to destigmatize it still. I still think there's a huge stigma uh, around mental health, uh, and it's silly. It's dumb. The way I look at it and the way I've told people is if you need help for, you know, if your knee's hurting you, you go to a doctor. And why is it so silly if you're, if you're having trouble dealing with your feelings that you would go to a therapist? That makes no sense to me. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad uh, you were able to find someone that could help you for sure. And if, the, uh, if I hope the medication the is helping as well. Were the... Oh, and I, I'm totally like, uh, I got totally, I mean, through the process of making this, like I completely got off the net, like everything. I you are, know, you are, you, are you seeing a therapist as well? If you don't mind me asking? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But I, I don't, I don't see the, the therapist now for kind of uh, mental health uh, reasons. Mm -hmm. I, I see the therapist to ask. Um, my childhood was just very, very unorthodox. Like every year and a half, like we moved not just to a different city, but a different country, a different Oof. civilization. Yeah. So I didn't have like, um, so the lens through which I was viewing reality was not consistent ever. And it kept changing and mm -hmm. I had like, so there was no consistency. Um, so having a consistent person that I talk to every week that can give me feedback on how they're seeing reality is incredibly helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a great just real quick, I, I just want to, I just want to just say something to you guys, uh, about the, the mental health thing in the South Asian culture. Cause I don't know sure. how many you know, the, the, the demographic breakdown of your audience. But so, you know, the, the reason mental health is so stigmatized in the South, South Asian uh, ecosystem, culture, is our entire society is built around arranged marriage, or really marriages, and a lot of them are arranged marriages, right? Like the movies are, are, are predominantly about marriage, like, like, you know, people spend an exorbitant uh, percentage of their net worth on their kid's marriage. Like, it's just insane. The whole thing is marriage, 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 marriage. So there's like a, a fear or a concern that, you know, if someone talks about mental health, then it'll hurt that person's marriage. Mm, interesting because there's like a, the marriage market right like right. you're you're everyone's like you're not picking a a husband or a wife based on i mean you're, you're picking it somewhat well, one someone's picking it for you but it's based on like a resume it's like oh you got an mba well, that's great uh <laughs> you're like a doctor oh that's great right oh you've got mental health issues it's like whoa no and then it actually gets more sinister than that because there's a fear that like it's um, genetic. Mm -hmm. So, you, so you might pass it along so, to the children. Right. So it's like, yeah. it's like old school, like madness, you know, like, mm. oh, there's madness in that family. Yeah. But it's, and that's why I think it's important that everyone talks about it. Cause I think first and foremost, like everyone's got something, right. It might not be um, as intense or as severe as, as what other people are dealing with. But I really do think I, I look forward to a future in like 10 or 20 years where, people talk openly about these issues like they do, like they talk openly about, I mean, I just shared last week that my, my knee's killing me, right? I got no cartilage left in one of my, in one of the sides of my left knee. Um, and I have no trouble sharing that. Why is it any different than, than that would not preclude me from getting a job somewhere, right? Well, I, it might preclude me from getting a job as like, you know, a crossing guard or something like that, where I have to get kids out of the way of danger. But other than the physicality of it, no one's going to look, no one's going to frown upon me on that. So <laughs> it's just, I know, Kevin. It was a. I got halfway through the reference. And I was like, "You, you got to go. I'm you got to go." That was good. I'm sorry. I love how you're like, "Okay, what job do I need my knees for?" Yeah. 
crossing guard. Because <laughs> I just think, I think you I see know, the speeding bus, I'm right? Sorry. You're like, I got to move. I got to move fast and, yeah. and grab the kid by the scruff of the neck. Right? How you, is that how you pick up kids by the scruff of the neck, Kevin? Yeah, <laughs> yeah just like around like that. And you just, and you got to get them out of harm's way. But no, yeah. but I mean, I'm, I'm glad we're talking. I'm always happy to talk about this and I'm glad we're talking the weird, about it. And the weird disconnect that uh, was going on in my life at this time, right? Um, how do I say this in a kind of concise way? Um, I felt like I was, I mean, in my 20s, I was doing big, big, big stuff, mm-hmm. right? Big movies. Big movie stars. Dope movies. Great Dope movies. Movie stars. And um, the way people started reacting to me started um, no longer syncing with how I felt about myself. And mm. that made me feel like more and more alone as time went Did on. Did you feel like you had some sort of imposter syndrome? Is that what you're talking? Or is it something different? It, it, it's different than that. Like, mm. it, it was almost like... Uh, reality distortion ah, okay right um i mean and on some level right i was walking around with like face paint on i mean i still wear face paint but yeah. i had my face paint on and so i wanted to play this character so it was easy to like psychologically uh, remove yourself to yeah. right attribute it to this character so it's like wwe yeah well, it's, I it's, think it's 100%, a- it's 100% it's 100 percent wwe i did i did some podcast or, or something some interview like a few weeks ago and and uh, it was an older older gentleman. And he was like, "Oh wow, you're a you're a Kiss fan." And I'm like, "No, fuck no, no, <laughs> I'm like a, fuck no. no." That was like that was like Sting, Ultimate Warrior, yeah, Hero, yeah. Uh, you know, like he's like, "Oh, Warriors. Sting, the police." You're like, "No, you're not getting any of this." Not like, you know that message in the bottle? You know that fucking yeah. message in the bottle, bro? I didn't read that shit. Like, fuck what that message had to say. <laughs> I was coming down I from was the too rafters. Busy. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> like with a helicopter. Hell yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, that reminds me. Uh, it reminds me. Of, I, I watched the Lady Gaga documentary a long time ago, and she 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 spoke about that too, where she'd have a lot of theatricality to sort of have that almost a buffer between her and the real world. Um, and that was very much because of you know it's intense when you do projects like you've done. It's there's a lot of stuff put on your shoulders, a lot of pressure put on your shoulders, especially when the media is writing stories about you. So, I mean, I can only imagine. Again, yeah. people don't write up my stories about being a, a, a superhero <laughs> crosswalk, uh, crossing guard. <laughs> well, I mean, something I want to say uh, with that is like, you know, there's the, the big projects like Dread and stuff, but even like a lot of the smaller bootleg universe stuff, like I am such a huge fan because I love how you take these like beloved IP, but kind of strip it down to just one core essence. Like I remember the James Bond uh, short you did of just like really dealing with what would it mean once james bond gets old and it's like we've seen the movies kind of like deal with it but they deal with it in such a like surface level way of like okay he's gonna retire and like oh one more time you just gotta come back but the way you dealt with it was like more real or like the power ranger short of like these are children teenagers that are being militarized like dealing with that as a concept is so cool or even like body which is one of my favorite movies of all time the rap battle movie it's a movie about rap battle but it's actually about what makes their brains tick that way? Like, how do they communicate uh, with, with all of that? And I, I just think that it's, it's interesting having this conversation with you because it's like, you're talking about how you've had all these different like civilizations and cultures like growing up. And it's like, I see a lot of the, the kind of the seeds and cores in each of these shorts and, and different projects you've been a part of, of you trying to crack the nut uh, of like, 
what really is the, the the culture and civilization of that moment, if that makes sense. For sure, yeah, yeah. I I I wasn't aware that that's what I was doing, although that's what I was doing, and then I kind of gained an awareness of it, like like a couple of years ago. Uh, and I, I mean, I gained the awareness because I under started understanding why I was doing that. Because I had a fuck, you know, I felt like my childhood was kind of taken away from me. Mm -hmm. So I felt this need to go in and take, you know, and be like, oh, yeah, this, you know, fuck you, it's dark. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, on a subconscious level, that's, that's because that's how I was viewing it as a kid, right? Because mm -hmm. I was like kind of a traumatized uh, child. And so I'm like viewing as a traumatized child, like kind of a happy image through this lens of, what are they not telling you? So once I got out into the real world and, you know, just started kind of making, became, became an artist, uh, even though I didn't realize I, that's what I was doing. Um, that is the kind of story I was constantly trying to tell to almost the detriment of my career in some ways, right? Because you, because you guys don't know about the projects that didn't happen or the meetings that I went in and like, you know, like uh, DreamWorks, for instance, um, uh, reached out to me a number of years ago and they're like, Hey, we want to, you know, do something with you. We love your point of view, your perspective. Here's our, uh, uh, our, our intellectual property library, we, you know? And I was like, and I'd come in and I was like, look, here's what I want to do. And I don't want to do anything else. I'm going to kill Shrek. <laughs> We're going to finally a train hard, that dragon. <laughs> a hard R, a hard R. Where's Waldo? <laughs> That's and, I this whole bit, and they're all like, this guy talking yeah yeah uh, but i was like hell i like i didn't want to do it i like really wanted to do a hard r where's waldo because i'm like what the fuck is this guy hiding from like what the fuck is he running from? <laughs> you know what i mean what the fuck is wrong yeah. with this guy? where's he been where's he going <laughs> i see this perspective i love that. like i appreciate like this. what what was taken away from him he's like jason had, Bourne. <laughs> no exactly on the exactly. lamb constantly thought, like, i never thought fucking, about that the cane would be like his weapon, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so I imagine they didn't go. They were like hard R. Where no, we're not gonna. Like, we might not go in that direction oh with gosh, that dude. historic like, franchise. <laughs> they definitely went away, uh, and we're like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> who plays? Uh, who plays Waldo? Who, who are we casting damaged? as Waldo? Everybody. Mm. Wait, before we get to that, ladies and gentlemen, because I do want to know who's going to cast Waldo. Uh, let's take a second to tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Overland. Cozy season is upon us. And if anybody out there knows me, they know that I love being cozy. I love being comfortable. And now I've learned there's nothing better for my feet to achieve that than these Overland sheepskin slippers. I've been loving it. They are so soft. They're so high quality. And the biggest thing that impresses me is her whole life. Gia has been like, I'm not a slipper person. Guess what? I'm catching her in these slips every day now. She looks so damn comfy. You gotta love it. Overland uses expert craftsmanship to pair the highest quality Merino sheepskin, which is naturally moisture wicking, temperature regulating, and antimicrobial with supportive memory foam midsoles to make slippers that feel and wear better for longer. Don't wait another day to slip into something 
way more comfortable. Get the best high-quality sheepskin slippers on the market at overland.com slash kind of funny. You'll get free shipping and free returns, and I recommend you go today because these slippers are so beloved that they've been known to sell out. That's overland.com slash kind of funny. Overland.com slash kind of funny. O-V-E-R-L-A-N-D.com slash kind of funny. Next up, shout out to Babbel. A lot of us are thinking about travel again, but not knowing the language of our destination can make even the simplest things harder. But you can change that with Babbel, the number one selling language learning app. Their short lessons on practical topics from menus to directions to local culture make it a travel essential. Greg Miller's been using Babbel to learn a little bit more French so he can impress Jen, and it's been going very, very well. Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it easy for learning on a busy schedule. Other language learning programs rely on AI, but Babbel works with language experts to create their lessons. And Babbel's teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, and German, even Turkish and Indonesian. Plus, their speech recognition technology can help you improve your pronunciation and accent, because even if you are a tourist, you don't need to sound like one. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to Babbel.com and use the promo code MORNING. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com, code MORNING. Babbel language for life. And finally, shout out to Raycon. There's so much going on right now, whether it's stuff you're excited about, like traveling or stuff you'd rather avoid, like traffic. You can't always control the vibes out there, but you can control the vibes in your own head when you've got a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds in your ears. Cool Greg's been training for a half marathon, and as he's been getting his run on, as he's been working out, he's been listening to his jams using his everyday Raycons. He's been loving them. Uh, Raycon's new everyday earbuds look feel and sound better than ever. They've got an improved rubber oil look and feel and optimized gel tips for a perfect in-ear fit. Plus, you get three new sound profiles, so the sound is great no matter what you're listening to, whether it's a podcast like this, rock music, EDM, hip-hop, it's all cool. Raycon start at half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound every bit as good. Right now, Kind of Funny listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash kindoffunny. That's buyraycon.com slash kindoffunny to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash kindoffunny. Okay, we're back from the sponsors. Uh, I, have, I have a question from Patreon, but I do want to know who we cast as Waldo. So... Before I get to this amazing uh, question from Eric Myers over on Patreon, who do we want to cast as Mr. Waldo in this? So here's the thing. If it's DreamWorks, it's animated. Right. Yeah, so just keep, yeah. keep that in mind. Oh, unless, Andy, if you want to make it a, a, a modern Audi project. No, I, I love the idea of it being animated. I like, I'm hey, just wondering, okay. who's the voice of Walt? Is, is he a voiceless character? Is this like a Zelda type situation with Link? <laughs> no, you know? no, no, I think no, he's no. got to have perspective. Yeah, um, so just, just, just uh, I'll give you just a kind of couple uh, direction things yeah, i saw you. it in a you know you know that that kind of that playmobile style animation feels very european but very crisp yeah. and not gritty at all so it almost feels like a kid's cartoon mm-hmm. i wanted to have like that um so the blood felt like it was really clay coming out so when he like okay. whack you with his cane there'd just be like uh <laughs> kind of almost like a like a like almost like a delicious goo uh and Waldo's voice, I didn't want it to match his physicality. I okay. wanted him to look just like Waldo, but then he talks like this. It's like, listen, motherfucker, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna th- I'm gonna throw this out there, just top of my head, no reference whatsoever. I hear animated, I hear character, I think Chris Pratt. Let's just go with it. He can do everything. <laughs> he can right? do it all. Let's do it all. Mario, Chris Pratt. I love that, Nick. I love that. <laughs> 
<laughs> I want to go Tom Hardy with this Venom voice. Tom Hardy with Venom. Ooh, ooh, ow, ow, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking. Um, I'm thinking Josh Brolin. I would love. Oh, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin I think would do yeah. a great job with that. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh, Eric Myers writes in and says, "Last time Audie came." On the podcast, he pitched a crazy Captain Planet movie. My question is, what's your magic school bus pitch? Oh, off the top of your head. You know, oh, off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah, just for fun. He just wants to know for fun if you have a magic school bus pitch. If you hard R magic school bus starring Chris Pratt. That's my pitch. <laughs> so, <laughs> say what you know. I didn't grow up in America. So kind so of no context. strokes. I, 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 I'm familiar with it. It's like, so it's a school bus of people that like kind of go. Your guess is as good as mine. I've, ne- I've only ever I seen the parodies that are on YouTube that Tim showed me of the Magic School Bus. Our homies, so I, Movie Mind Studio. That's right. Ryan so, George from uh, Screen Rant, I think, uh, yeah. did that in 2012. But uh, no, the pitch on Magic School Bus is uh, Miss Frizzle is their teacher. She's wacky. She's crazy. And they go on all these adventures. So if she's teaching the kids about the intestinal system. They'll get in the magic school bus. It'll shrink down. And then they go like take a field trip to the intestines. Or if they're learning about outer, outer space, that magic school bus, guess what? It's going to space. That's it. That's the pitch. It's every episode. (laughs) Dude, that just sounds like a story of like a bunch of privileged assholes. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's why I never rode the bus. I I know you're Neil Armstrong, but quite frankly, you know, like, fuck you, dude. So they all, so they all die in space basically is what, is what Adi's trying to say. They all go up there and then they all grow up. No, fuck that. They all grow up and they have these like, you know, fucked up expectations. They have like a lot of expectations of how the world should, you know, Oh, because they had such an awesome childhood. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Oh, that'd be well, amazing. Except for you're when constantly chasing Arnold dreaming. died in space. <laughs> oh, yeah. That one of the kids died in space. <laughs> oh, one of the kids died in space? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's terrifying. Very, they got him scary. back, though. I think it was just an animation goof. But oh, that's a cartoon. It was scary. I, I have a question. <laughs> or, have a it could be a, or it could be a heist movie where they have to steal the bus again. Yeah. Or it's like a rival or like a rival, like a, like a group of kids who are not from the privileged things who like want to <laughs> steal the bus because they're like, fuck this shit and they're like yeah. going and we want like that teacher yeah. We, we, yeah we couldn't get into that school because we didn't have enough money that sort of thing yeah we gotta and go back yes, to space. That's, yeah 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 i have a question for adi uh just regarding how the hell do you juggle all of these projects like i obviously guardians yeah. of justice is your that's your main baby i feel like that might be the one that you are probably most involved with just based on watching it <laughs> uh but mm. all the other stuff you're doing yeah. again you were on netflix geeked and you showed off a lot of newer projects that are yeah. coming in the future how the hell do you juggle all this so that's a great question um <laughs> you know i didn't really do anything else right so um you know, it, it's not like I have a family. It's not like I have kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of moved to Los Angeles with a with a singular goal. I mean, I you you saw the place I mm-hmm. live in, right? Like, this is or, uh, currently uh, this is like I, I kind of it's your creative space. I, I exist almost in a 24 seven content creator capacity. Um, so I think there's a, there, the word for it is workaholic. Um, mm, yeah, we like that. So, so I'm actually, what I'm, what I'm working on uh, right now is finding a, finding a balance. Um, 
but it's, it's here's what's also weird about it. You know, at the same time, um, you know, I, I really should have crisp, crisp answers. No, don't worry <laughs> about that. As I'm like thinking about it, like, you know, like, okay. So I think part of it was building a team, mm-hmm. right? Cause yeah. for so long, I just didn't have a team. So it was all falling on me, like every aspect of it. Um, so, you know, over the last uh, three years, it's been a journey of like building, building a team, building an ecosystem, and then really now uh, honing in on the part of the process that the industry wants me to do, right? Because I didn't, I didn't fucking know. Like I didn't, I had no idea. So when I showed up, I'm like, okay, do what do you want me to do? Do you want me to like uh, order pencils? I'll order pencils. Do you want me to... Um, uh, I don't know, make budgets, I'll make budgets. I don't know how to do it, but I'll figure it out. And then all of a sudden I realized like, oh, what they want me to do is create stuff. Right. Okay. So I'll just focus on that. So, uh, you know, in Netflix Geeked, um, as an example of this, the U- I'm working with Ubisoft on a completely new shared universe, uh, multiverse uh, project that remixes uh, a lot of their intellectual property called Captain Laserhawk, a Blood Dragon remix. Right? Yes, you are. Sick. And uh, again, just uh, so, I mean, that project is so fucking rad. Uh, crazy that I got to do it. But what was amazing with working with Ubisoft is they handle so much of the nonsense that in the past I thought I had to handle and they just kind of handle it. So I'm just mm-hmm. sitting there being like, oh, okay, here, here's what the toy looks like. Okay, here's what the thing, the, 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 the comic book looks like. Here's what the, the character, okay, this is what I'm, you're, I'm just hyper-focused on the creative. And for me, that happens really fast. It happens like really, really, really fast. It just comes in and then like, boom, here it is, right? Right. Because I'm just expressing it. The things that bogged me down was a lot of like the interpersonal stuff, mm-hmm. um, the logistics, the networking, all that shit, yeah, all, all, all the that, boring all stuff, that, <laughs> all, all that stuff, right? Like I, I, I once explained to one of my executives at Netflix, and I said, I, if you ask me to come up with an entire, beat out an entire episode, that'll take me twenty minutes. Yeah. That's just how my mind works. If you send me an email asking, how am I? That's <laughs> going to take me three days to respond because I'll go back and be like, so good to hear from you. Um, right. I hope all is well with you and your, your family. Um, next paragraph. Um, so, and I don't know, like, I'm not supposed to be formal. It's supposed to be colloquial. It stays in the drafts. And you're just like, oh. <laughs> And then I'm like coming back and apologizing. Like, I'm so sorry. It took me three weeks to, <laughs> to tell you how uh, I am to tell you how I am. I hope you're well. And I hope, uh, you know, so, you know, it was just a process of, of that. And also, also, again, this is a mental health thing. Cause, cause then I went like, what, okay. Why am I taking on stuff? Mm-hmm. I was going to ask, I was going to say, this, do, you, it on? do you think that contributed to sort of the stress and sort of the, your decline in mental health, feeling like you no. needed to do every aspect of everything? Yes, there, I, there was a part of me that was like a massive control freak. And I didn't, mm. I didn't understand why I didn't believe I was a control freak. 
Like, I didn't believe I was a control freak. We never do. Uh, but then you needed Tim and, in your life to tell you just relax. <laughs> and, um, you know, I guess I just, and not I guess, I mean, I know I had, there were, there were trust issues. Oh, for sure. Uh, I mean, stemming I think from, again, trauma. Like, it's just yeah. all the, the, you know, trust, trust issues. Um, but, well, I imagine it's also yeah. pretty tough when you're doing projects where you are, you know, that that you don't need a huge team for, where you can do a lot of stuff and you still get, you know, it still breaks through and gets that sort of recognition that you maybe start thinking to yourself, maybe I should do everything because I'm like, I'm the one that, you know, when you make those first few projects that get millions of views on the internet and then you go immediately into like, feature filmmaking that that is a positive reward process right so maybe it's difficult to let that go mm. no my off base no i no I, I see why you're saying that and that's yeah. a total perfectly logical thing that, that and i'm sure that holds true for, for, a, for a lot of people that mm -hmm. that wasn't my experience okay and it, you know okay so as i've transitioned into becoming more of a an auteur i guess that's the word like more of a more of a and right is that a douchey no 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 it's a fits it yeah, is it's so true. Like that, it's a creative like kind of just your visions in your mind like you created it's unlike anything anyone's seen even if it is tied to an ip that they know yeah and so as i became more and become more and more of or became more and more of an uh, an, an auteur like there's a different level of emotional attachment you have to the thing that you have to kind of heal, right? So with Guardians of Justice, for instance, like it feels like my child. Like straight up, it feels like my child. Like mm -hmm. uh, in a way that doesn't really make sense and I have to kind of like let it go and be like, okay, I need to like stop. Because um, there's a big part of you that just doesn't want to release it because you're like, oh, once, once I, you know, it's kind of like you, you take your child and then you like send them off to middle school or elementary school. Right. And all or of you sudden, put them you know, in a magic they, bus, send them to Pluto. Right, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And they, yeah. they kind of get influenced and no longer, it's no longer like yours and, mm -hmm. and, 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 and the whole thing. So, um, and I, and I feel like, I've part of my my journey has been uh, understanding emotions. As weird as that sounds, no, it doesn't sound uh, weird at all. I was like a intellectual person, you know. There's a lot of like ideas and theories, and I spent a lot of time in my head. I didn't realize that there are other. Uh, muscles like the heart and like emotion <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't understand these things because again mm -hmm. i was so cut off from my emotions right so i don't know how i got into that there is a natural connection between this point and what i was saying before and they do meld together um, yeah we'll do but, the <laughs> but um but yeah man i know it was like but again, I had to like achieve a level of emotional maturity in order to just be, even be a leader, right? Because I didn't yeah. know how to, um, I didn't know how to lead before. And that's probably pretty important when you're doing projects that require lots of people working with you, right? Yes. 
Yeah. And, 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 and most of the time, the people are much older than me. Yeah. That's gotta be tough. Right. Cause I mean, so, as the person who's always the oldest person in the room, it's, <laughs> uh, I imagine other people that you have to order around that are older. Like when Kevin has to order me around, man, it's just, I can tell it breaks his heart to have to do it. <laughs> But, but do you think that part of that, that also is just kind of like, and for lack of a better term, just like you growing up, you getting older, you maturing as an artist, and these are the tools that you start to sort of slowly, you know, accumulate over the years? No, no, no. This was, this was a thing that I had to go and acquire. This is, like I okay. had to learn. I had to learn because it wasn't organically, it wasn't organically going to come from like, oh, now I've done so this six is, projects. So that, you know, it, it, it was, uh yeah, actually, like the whole, so the whole like kind of mental health journey, all of it, like learning that why am I, why am I a control freak? Like, why don't I trust? Uh, why do I self-sabotage? Why do I do this? Why can't I, why am I holding myself back? Why am I so afraid to be seen? Uh, you know, is this character I'm playing for fun? Or is it like actually like me hiding? Like, why am I doing all these things? they were all interconnected. And once I kind of uh, went through it, uh, I was left with a, all of a sudden my life just became a gift because I was like, holy shit. Like I had all this trauma and instability as a kid and as a teenager and as a 20 something. And my life was really insane. And I was doing all these things and it felt really chaotic and I was depressed and anxious. And now I'm like, Oh my God, I, I, have the rest of my life to just play and enjoy and create oh, stuff in a sandbox that that's really good um that that i get to play you know i can get to come yeah. on and talk to you guys you about, get to in, like 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 in my mind you guys are like i mean not in my mind like you guys are like friends right we're friends yeah, oh, yeah. and I, and we share and we share uh, a love of similar things because we grew up with uh you know uh in a in a similar relatively similar time period even though i was in a different country but like guardians of justice for instance it's a love letter to these basically america in the 90s all these american influences and japanese influences that that uh, uh deeply affected me and you know what's crazy about it is i get to share it with you guys and and, and you guys are, whoa this is cool man and that's what it's all about and that to me is a gift. That is like a gift. It's no different than like show and tell in school. And yeah, you know, mm -hmm. the, it, we're just, we're just kind of older now. And once I started viewing life through that lens and, and I stopped having an antagonistic relationship with myself, I just feel free. Right. And I That's have awesome. to thank, That's great. Um, and really like there were a few people who helped me on that journey. Um, there were like really four people who helped me on that journey, helped me find that. Uh, and I'm like eternally grateful to these people. Uh, two of them are James Vanderbeek and his wife, Kimberly Vanderbeek. Like, awesome. That's awesome. Um, like, I, I just grew up, I didn't really have an example of what like masculinity looked like right. until, yeah, until James and his wife, until James came into my life. Um, because, you know, I was playing pro wrestler for so long. Because to me, that's okay. So, you know, that's what it is. Like, you, you go up, you talk trash, and you're like, I'm tough. Uh. Mm -hmm. And I'm yeah, great. I'm, tries a, it all the time, I'm a nerd. 
<laughs> nerd. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nerd. I'm like, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, uh, like I remember, you know, do you guys know this wrestler uh, named John? Uh, he changes his name every week. John Morrison, John Hennigan, mm-hmm. Johnny Mundo, Johnny Nitro. Oh, Johnny Mundo. That clicked right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I called. I remember calling him up last year. And I said, Johnny, when I look at you, because this, this dude looks like a fucking action figure. Oh, yeah. Him and the Miz. He looks like an action figure. I mean, dude, he, make, he, he makes the Miz look like a guy who doesn't work out. Well, I'm Johnny's saying they're, they're a tag team together. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I called up Johnny, and I was like, dude, I, I'm, like, subconsciously measuring how I look physically against you. Like, I, that's crazy. That's, that's crazy. And Johnny was like, um, dude, like, your physical attributes are not your uh, – biggest strength dude yeah that might be a slight unrealistic expectation for yourself <laughs> oh yeah 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 but, but, <laughs> but that was, set yourself but up that for a the, failure on that one dude that was the paradigm i'm trying to say that's the paradigm yeah. i lived under right like when i was 22 and i graduated college i woke up every day and what i would tell myself is every day that you don't have a number one movie in the u.s box office you are a failure and i would keep repeating that to myself that's that's insane it's a lot of that, stress to put insane. on yourself. That's a lot at 22. of like, Yeah. Well, I'm I'm super glad that you found a way to enjoy your success because I think that totally. is super positive. Um yeah, I think that's it's a, fun now. It's fun yeah, now. I think You're that's like, that's sort up. of like um it's sort of like the end of the movie where the person gets out of his own way and realizes that he can he can be happy the entire time. I always love that 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 sort of message, especially when they get to enjoy their success as well, which uh, well, you've got a lot more coming. Totally. It's, it's really funny you say that, Nick, because uh, earlier when you were talking about like getting the team together uh, and like learning how to lead, it's like we always talk about how the getting the team together part of the movie is always our favorite part. Like that that's is fine. that's always so cool. And once that happens, then then you get to really have fun and, and see these characters interact together. And like in the case of this, it's kind of you just being creative and interacting with audiences and teams and, and all of that. Like the before we, we end the show real quick, I just want to say like um, one of the, the biggest compliments I can give is the work you put into Castlevania because that show we talked forever about how comic book movies used to not really be that great and then all of a sudden there was this turning point where now they are what they are video game movies still and adaptations still haven't had that transition point over into like hey no these are legitimately good and Castlevania is legitimately good like and it, it what I love too is it's so different than any of your other projects where it there it isn't though what if it was darker what if it was this one it's literally just how do we just do the best version of castlevania possible mm-hmm. castlevania dark enough <laughs> it's dark yeah. enough not well we where's devil waldo May still cry. waiting and we got devil may cry but yeah we do i can't wait man uh, uh, a friend of ours really 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 wants to pitch you on a bloodborne animated uh show and so just in your mind just 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 keep that little nugget there bloodborne because i would love my gosh i I, mean, I, I know i know bloodborne well i know from software well i think you know i i feel like i mean from from software is an example of a company that just knocks it out of the park because it's they they have like a singular vision in, in what they're executing right they're like the they're like the antidote to electronic arts amen I would you know, love to see that tackled as well as right now all the rage is 
Metroid Dread. Metroid, just, baby. Oh my gosh, I just want to see a Metroid animated series done right. Yeah. Or just also done it all. Castle, period. On Castlevania, I want to I want to shout out uh, Powerhouse Animation because you know that was Castlevania, and it was a major, major, major uh, team effort. Uh, there were a lot of artists all over the world who who worked on it. So I I don't feel an ownership over it like the way I do uh, Guardians of Justice, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I, I feel like. Someone asked me, I think it was someone at Ubisoft, they were like, I just feel like Castlevania was the right place, the right time. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we, we on this call and I guess the audience listening, we are the video game generation, you know, like when you go older, uh, it's like when you go like 10, 20 years older than us, like people, the, the video games people had access to, they didn't have stories. They weren't dynamic. They were just kind of dots on a screen. Uh, we are the first generation that saw uh, video games truly evolve into a language forget mm-hmm. even an art form like literally a language so it was just a matter of time before someone made a good video game adaptation i don't feel any sense of like pride or ownership over over that or even like castlevania at all it's just um someone was going to do it and it was going to be someone in our age demographic and I, you know, I was, I happened to be at the crosshairs of where the universe was like, okay, and Europe. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's kind of uh, like you're like playing basketball and you just like throw it and, oh. <laughs> 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 Holy shit. Uh, well, I think I speak for myself and a lot of the people in live chat right now where they, when they say uh, they're very glad you are at that crossroads because uh, everyone in the live chat right now is going nuts. They love the Castlevania series, as do we. Uh, and Adi, we look and they're going to love Devil May Cry. Hell yeah. Hell Devil May Cry. Yes. Um, we're going to wrap up this podcast right now, ladies and gentlemen, with Adi. Uh, Adi, thank you so much for joining us. We look for Guardians of Justice on what date again? Beginning of next year-ish? It'll be sometime, sometime next okay. year. Okay, we're, we're, we're trying to we're off. trying to con um, you out of a release date, but it's not going to work. <laughs> uh, of Guardians course, of gentlemen. Justice. There it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, that was ladies and gentlemen, of course, this is the Kind of Funny Podcast. If you want to support us, you can go over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, where if you do, you get to be in the live chat right now talking to us and head straight into our Patreon-exclusive post show, which we're going to do with Adi right now. You got no bucks to give, of course. No big deal. We love you either way. Please subscribe to our channel. Leave a comment in the comment below, uh, letting us know what your favorite Adi Shankar project is. Uh, mine is Dread, but there's a lot. There's a lot out there. Uh, and if it is Dread, please type oh in God. "Mama is not the law." On the law. <laughs> Until next time, I love you. Bye. <laughs>